All right. And so, yeah. So this week we're going to talk about uh, Grenache. 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 And, uh, delicious. I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, yep. So a lot of, especially like um, old world ones, well, I guess in France, uh, it's hard to find wines that are 100% Grenache. Because mm-hmm. typically you're going to find them, um, I mean, that's like generally speaking in the room. Uh, see, like Cote de Rome, that's going to be like dominant Grenache. But like the one I have is today is uh, uh, it's like 70 Grenache, 20 Syrah, 10% Mavetra. They're called GSM blends. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. Mine is 55% Grenache, 15% Cinso, 15% Syrah, oh. 10% Carignan, and 5% Morvedra. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's all mixed up. All mixed in there. Yeah. yeah so. All right, I don't even know. This is one of these where, like, I don't even know uh, where to properly start. Which, well, where to properly start in terms of reading the label? Like, this oh, is yeah. Domaine Grand Vineau, mm-hmm. uh, Les Champonvins, Cote de Rhone, and then Alain Jaune. Like, so the only thing that I know what it means is Cote de Rhone. Like, I don't know. Like, I assume Domaine Grand Vineau is the uh, producer, but then what's Alain Jaune? Is that like the the larger company that owns that producer? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Mine has something on that, uh, something similar on that, where it's uh, Chateau de Montfaucon, uh, uh-huh. and then below that it says Baron Louis, or Baron Louis. Okay. Baron Louis. Okay, so Baron Louis. Baron yeah. Louis. On here. Oh, it looks like the, the producer, like those two names, it just says like the domain name first, and then parentheses it says the Alain Jean. So I guess it's their whatever interchangeable maybe changed hands or something mm-hmm. whatever but yeah. the fact that the main thing on this label the reason I got it was because uh, it said Cote de Rhone on it and it was like I don't know like 17 16 bucks or something and yeah you can find a lot of really good uh, really good bottles of wine really good values Cote de Rhone's. Um, yeah but also just from Southern in general but like I know Kermit Lynch has one mm-hmm. they're currently just Cote de Rhone it's like I don't know 15 bucks or something and that is so good yeah Maybe you find that, buy it. I don't know if they distribute to Oregon it? or whatever. What, just, it's, just, it's just like, it's just Carmen Lynch and then mm. Cote on it. I guess that's, no, really, that's it. That's awesome. So, that's yeah. Smart of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So mine is from yeah, so. the sub AOC Lerac, which I'm trying to look up. That's, okay. I'm trying to look yeah, that yeah. up right now. Um, mm. Oh yeah, I do have a, a, a second bottle of wine here that I opened like a week go or something mm-hmm. um resto r-a-s-t-e-a-u which is a rest which is an appellation yeah yeah smaller this is also 70 grenache 20 syrup 10 levedra mm-hmm. and i uh got a week ago it was like around the same price super probably less than like 12 and super delicious but um it's not really like it's it's not like good anymore Mm-hmm. But I wanted yeah. to like you know do these side by side to make the differences more pronounced so people know like you know how, how to articulate sort of which you know which what is good or what isn't good or we can do more of that later yeah but uh yeah so I guess I'll talk about smelling the one that does smell good the um the Cote de the, the current one the yeah 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 so uh Cote de just off the bat um, for orientation uh, it's the 
a wine region in France along the Rhone River. So Côte de Rhone is like the just the slopes of the Rhone, basically. Ooh. So it's the mm-hmm. it's the um, descending valley hills against the well, the main river is the Rhone, but then there are a bunch of tributaries that the different sub AOCs sort of um, cluster around and are defined by. Um, yeah, apparently. Uh, so, the one that you have, you said it was from very near Chateau Neuf de Pop? Um, no. No? Okay. No. <laughs> Perfect. No, I wish it was. That'd be pretty sweet. It's. Uh, I thought I was getting the Chateau Neuf, but then they were all like 40 bucks. And yeah. I, like, I don't want to fucking do that. So, the. But, yeah. um, yeah, I'll just spell you the name. The domain is Domain Grand, G-R-A-N-D, mm-hmm. and then V-E-N-E-U-R. V-E-N-E-U-R? Yeah, Domain Grand Veneur. Veneur. Domain Grand Veneur. And, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the Cote It's delicious. It's, um... So, you know, uh, Run Valley, it's southeastern France. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Florida of France. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it is. Maybe. <laughs> Florida of France. <laughs> That'd be terrible to be described as the Florida of anywhere. I mean, uh, imagine being the Florida of Florida. Oh, oh God. Yeah. That's, was that the Panhandle? Uh, yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. Mm. Florida of Florida would be what? I don't know. Ocean City. Tallah- Tallahassee's on the, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Tallahassee, Tallahassee's not. Well, actually, no. I think Tallahassee's in the pan. Into the, is the top part of Florida the Panhandle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the yeah. top left. Yeah. Right, I guess the northwestern part. Tallahassee's right smack. Yeah, yeah. It's in the Panhandle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've uh, oh well, it's not like a deep Panhandle. It's not like Pensacola. I'm looking on a map now. I don't even know where the fuck Pensacola was. Yeah, mm. but near Mobile. Hmm. But uh, oh no! Oh, so anyway, your, um, this is very important. Yeah, yeah. Your uh, your wine. Yep. So Alain Jean, the Domaine Grand Veneur, is a Chateau Neuf de Pop. Yep. It's from that uh, sub AOC. Oh, from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they make so, they yeah, make it's... a Domaine du Clos de Sixte, which is mm-hmm. uh, from the same AOC as the one I'm drinking from Lorac. Lorac. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, do you want to talk about why, it's because it's, you know, it's like similar anywhere, other if you, uh, like why, okay, so it's interesting to pop the wine say Cote de Rhone on it. So, Cote de Rhone encompasses Chateauneuf de Pop along with Lorac and, uh, several other, several other sub, um, categorizations. So it's like how in, um, in Burgundy, you know, you can say Burgundy and then under that Côte de Nuit, or you can say Côte de Nuit, and then under that a specific village, because in Burgundy mm-hmm. they go down to, like, village sizes. And the same is true, right, I right. think, in parts of uh, the Côte de Rhone. But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, definitely. Côte de Rhone encompasses, um... Oh, Côte de Rhone encompasses... Well, I think everything is a general... as a general area, and then, um... And then, so, like, you, I think you could have a Côte de Rhone village from any of them. Um, mm-hmm. but then they're, uh, but then they all pare down to being like more and more specific. And then you get into like the Chateauneuf de Pops that are like really expensive and yeah. like, very 
I wonder if Cote, this is to me totally bullshitting. I wonder if Cote de Ballage is like fruit that's from you has some fruit from so like Gigondas and Vaparas and yeah. um, most places those are all villages within mm-hmm. Southern Rome. So I wonder if like Cote de Rome is or Cote de Rome Village is like a blend of fruit from those different yeah villages might be. I think I think that is like I think that's acceptable. Yeah, okay. I, I, uh, I'd have to. So it's a somewhat decent. Even if even if if you said that with enough confidence, I think anybody would kind of be like, oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. But uh, some... given my confidence, yeah. you know, I'm not, <laughs> that shit. not in a million years. Yeah. Well, you know, I buy it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you do. You're also biased because you know. Yeah. Because you're you're a, you're, you're a sucker for my sweet eyes. I am indeed. Oh yeah. But like the 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 wine laws describing like that stuff, like whether or not you can do that, is all like. That's like W set three type stuff. That's like you go pay twelve hundred dollars and learn all of it, and then you impress people at your job with it. So, like, right? I mean, or you like teach yourself all the stuff, and like hypothetically, and like, you know, whatever, about a month from scratch, and then you take the test, and then uh, you pass it, even though uh, people who you know like you work with, uh, yeah, not all yeah. of them, but just like one, you know, let's say like you're not gonna. You, you can't do it, you're not gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. But then after the fact, they're like, no, like you can, no, like I believe in you the whole time. Like that kind of thing. So, I, I mean, yeah, so it's one of those two. I mean, it's, a, well, it's, it's complicated because the scenario you describe would almost invalidate the scenario I described. It would suggest that, like, mm. that is complete hogswallop. Codswallop? Right, right. Hogswoggle? Hornswoggle? Right. Ooh, hogswallop. Hornswallow. Hornswallow. Swallow my horn. Yeah. Right? But, 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 but then that might even say, like, hey, certifications don't mean anything. And you're like, that, no, because if we do that, then society crumbles. So, no. So, certifications are everything. And that's just all our brave face. Yeah. Okay, so this is interesting. Um, the... Uh, Cote de Rhone Village mm-hmm. is an established mm-hmm. AOC within yep. Cote de Rhone. Originally five communes, uh, Caron, Gigondas, Chusplan, mm-hmm. Laudun, and Saint-Maurice-sur-Ejus. Nailed it. Ah. Nailed it. The uh, and then Vacara was accepted in 1955, and then two years after that, Vinsobre, Vinsobre, yeah. The apparently the inspiration was uh, Beaujolais, like the inspiration. Yeah, I was gonna say because Beaujolais, like that sounds like a bit like Beaujolais. Mm -hmm. See, suppose one were to study for a test like that, and suppose they knew all that information, say back in August. Uh, probably by about now they would have forgotten almost all of it. Yeah. You know? But, uh... <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's almost as if certifications don't mean a thing and it's just a scam to make money. Yeah. It's like everybody else patting each other on the back when meanwhile everybody knows doesn't mean anything. I mean, anyway, it's supposed anyway. to help you with your resume but we all know that the only way you actually get jobs in this world is nepotism, so... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, at least there's that comforting thought. Hey, you know, you gotta have yep. something to hang on to in this crazy world. Oh yeah. Oh my god, dude. There's so many people I know. Uh, you know, I tell them, like, 
like, oh man, I've been looking for a fucking job for like, you know, for a while. And they're like, they go like, how do you like, how are you applying? And I'm like, I just apply on the website. They're like, oh, you're never going to get a job like that. Like, like there's a whole bunch of companies where unless like somebody, unless you're recommended by somebody who works there. Yeah. You're not even going to get an interview. Yeah. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Anyway, so Grenache, it's delicious. Um, so, mostly you take around, like a hard and, hard and fast rule here. Uh, Southern Rhone, Chateau de Pop, Cote de Rhone. Anything like Chigondas, Rockeras, um, which other ones? Rostau, Lirac, all those, mm-hmm. they're going to be Grenache dominant. Yeah. It's not going to be 100% Grenache necessarily, but. They will be uh, heavy on Grenache. Yeah. And then the Northern Rhone Valley, which we'll do later on, is where Syrah is dominant. And then Mavedra is sort of like more, if you go further south from Southern Rhone, you get to Bandol, and that's where like Mavedra is dominant. But yeah. the Grenache, Syrah, and Mavedra are like the three main grapes in the Rhone Valley in Provence, which is below it, right on the coast. Um, yeah, so what are, what are some things that you really like about Grenache? That you don't find in other grape varieties, or just that you like in general, and afterwards things you don't find in other grape varieties. Um, oof. Uh, I really appreciate how just how direct it is. Like it's just a very, mm. it's a very clear, um, and like this sounds, uh, this sounds like a, a knock on it but it's really not like it's uncomplicated like it's just mm, you, I can see that. Yeah. you get this balance of um you get this balance of fruit and acid and structure that's all very straightforward and it's not it's not it's not entirely subtle but it's also very very um like resonant it's it's resonant and just yeah. enjoyable it but you don't have to think too hard about it mm-hmm. um because and because like when it because it has a good range in the middle where it can like pull itself off like it doesn't need to be you know it, it doesn't get unwieldy if it's like a little extra acidic or more fruitful uh-huh. or whatever like it can express right. across the range that it has and then when it gets outside of that like it gets a little weird and like maybe not as pleasant but it's got this very uh-huh. solid window that's very straightforward and just very like yeah this is really good i just just want to rub it all over my body i want to rub it all over my body sorry someone's shooting a gun um <laughs> <laughs> the dog did you do you want to pause this no you'd be concerned no the dogs i think just want to i think she just wants to come in one sec what is shooting a gun at you what nice <laughs> are they not shooting the gun at you are they oh no no um are we are you still recording yeah i just walked away from my microphone all right, I'm back no, now. Okay, one cool. second, I'm gonna go like. You're back. Sweet. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. What the fuck one are you second. doing? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Stop it. I'm gonna have to edit all this fucking shit out now. I thought you didn't want a cookie. I don't want a cookie. Oh. oh. <laughs> You're eating it. Stop it, man! Fucking get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! You're the worst person I know. 
This is the best episode we've recorded so I've far. I've said that to her like six times the past two days. Oh, man. You're the worst person that I know. That's brutal, man. I mean, she's not. No, you don't. This is the farthest thing from love. Pour myself more wine. Anyway. I really hope that person's not shooting at me. <laughs> I hope they're not shooting at you. What the fuck? Alright. Okay. We really can't edit any of that out. It's all too good. We shouldn't. No. Anyway. Um, Damn it, all I can do is this thin man. Fuck. Alright. Anyway. Okay, so, um. Mmm, Montezuma's Revenge. I assume that's what that is. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So this is it's it's like it's a I little bit like um, hmm? what? Who was the inventor of the Thin Mint? Montezuma. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, I seem to remember yes. that. Yeah. 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 You know. Well, it's like how anyway. Dwayne uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson invented trefoils. He did. Yeah. He did. He did. You know. Anytime, as soon as you said Dwayne, I was like, it's gotta be. There's nothing else could come after that. Imagine just being like Dwayne, like <laughs> Stevens. Dwayne Stevens. <laughs> like, no one respects you. They're like, yo, you know who I ran into the other day? I ran into Dwayne. Everyone's like, The Rock Johnson? And you're like, no, nah, Stevens. They're like, oh, fuck that kid. Yeah. He's such a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, naming your kid Dwayne is like, <laughs> automatically you're setting a sort of bar for them. Oh yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it's it's impossible. I, your name sounds like the start of a country song. I mean, <laughs> it does a country song that I mean, man, The Rock can really do anything. He really can. You know, like like I'm just thinking, like if he wanted to be a country singer tomorrow, he could do it. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, he, but he could, he could he could actually do it. <laughs> he could do it. No, yeah. yeah, it's not like Bruce Willis yeah. becoming a country star. No, no, no. I remember one of my friends, it was like years ago. It's like, yeah, one of my friends the other day was like, do you think, uh, do you think The Rock takes steroids? <laughs> and he was like laughing. He was like, why wouldn't he take steroids? Like, give me a reason that like The, the Rock could not benefit from taking steroids in his life, in his career. Oh, is, is he going to get paid less if he takes steroids? Or more steroids? I don't know. He's not. So. No. No, anyway. no, he, um, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah, Grenache is delicious. Yeah, All right, so, yeah. so, so it's, I guess to, to piggyback on what you were saying, yeah, there's a lot of Grenache that is sort of simple and just delicious. And I think a lot of the, um, a lot of that stuff, like the best expression of that, that form mm-hmm. is, uh, Grenache from Sardinia. And there they call okay. it, uh, they call it Canano, C A, fuck. Can and C A N N A O U or something. It's like a place from the Bible, Canaan. Yeah, Canaan. Yeah, exactly like that. Canaan. Nope. C A N N O N A U. Gonna know. C A N N O N A U. Yeah. See, I told you to spell it. Um, no, no. It's delicious, and so there, it's it's like yep. super juicy, like. Tannic. It's it, it tastes like I don't know. I'm totally making this up. It tastes like they do it all in like, like cement or something. Because like the, the mm-hmm. tannins feel very like like raw. Yeah. You know. So um, 
Yeah, it's like if you did it in cement or some vessel other than oak or whatever to, to take a lot of the tannins out. So it's like super juicy and like crunchy and uh, that kind of stuff. Noise. Crunchy and tannins, so it's like chewy or crunchy. Nah, we got to have a whole, con- a whole episode where we talk about what's like a chewy tannin, what's a crunchy tannin. It's not like a firm definition, but it's like it, it reminds you of like biting into like a yeah. crunchy fruit or some shit like that. I don't know. But um, just a different texture in the wine stuff. Yeah. But um, it's like differences in how much you steep your tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. But um, but then yeah, and then there is the other side where I think Grenache can really be super sophisticated and elegant and beautiful. Um, you haven't had any like the the Chateau Rias wines. I mean, I haven't had any like the Rias Rias ones, but I've had like the Domingue de and Chateau de and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get you some of those because it's like. They're so beautiful and elegant. And you're like, oh, this is what... I didn't know Grenache could be this. Yeah. You know? And I know, like, the Domain de Tour, the total, like, uh, entry-level one, is... It's a it's a blend of a bunch of different stuff, but it's um, it's really cool. It's got this, like... And I've had, like, the Cote de Rome, and I haven't had the Vacras. I have a bottle of the Vacras, but I haven't tried it yet. Mm-hmm. I've been it age a little longer. But they all have this really cool, like, gamey character, yeah. but also... Um, like I think, re- like really well expressed, Grenache does have that gamey and like time yeah. and like crushed fruit and crushed flowers. This is a very much like a dried flower, like potpourri kind of like yeah. not not the same odor, but that same type of cacophony oral of expression. cacophony yeah, expressions yeah. as well. It's like exactly. it's it's yeah. very it's very uh, it's it's very um, I want to say like. Jubilant's the wrong word because it's tonally different than that, mm-hmm. but it's it's uh, yeah, very yeah, yeah. it's very uh, what's the uh, it's like syn- syncopated. Uh, that's a weird de- description, mm. but like it, yeah. it, it just mm. it catches you a lot. Like there are a lot of edges to it that you yeah. interact. Oh, with. I could yeah yeah I could see that. The way I was thinking more of it, it's like the bouquet is very. I mean, it's, it's like a, a bouquet. Normally, I'm like I like loathe people describe. Yeah, the bouquet of a wine, but that does smell like it's a bouquet. Yeah. It's really, um, it's really elegant. It's really fragile, yeah. almost. It's like the complication of assertive. of a of a very diverse compost pile before it's actually started to rot. <laughs> hmm. You know, yeah. like if you have like if if you yeah. had like all the right because that's what potpourri is. It's just like all the right mm-hmm. things about to rot together, like just. Yeah. Just at this point of ripeness that you won't be able to do oh. anything with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You won't even, like that sense of, you won't even be able to use every part of that. You'll be able to pick one thing from it and use it before right. everything else rots. But everything else is about to rot. Yeah. Like that, Yeah, yeah. there's that ex- extreme experience of ripeness in it that's really, really cool. Right, right. Actually, I'm really glad that um, Rachel gave me that thin mint because I don't, I don't think it's just psychological, but... You know, sometimes if someone, if you, like, smell something, like, if you smell, like, a bunch of thyme or something, and then you smell a wine, like, oh, wow, the thyme's been more pronounced. Yeah. The, uh, the mint in this yeah. is way more pronounced. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because it does have, like, oh, man, I, I really love Chef, like, if Chef and the Pop didn't cost, like, $45 yeah. for, like, an inexpensive one, if, if, if Chef and the Pop was, like, 20 bucks. Oh, I'd be fuck. I'd be drinking that like every day. It'd be yeah. disgusting. I love Chateauneuf de Pop. It's such it's good so wine. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, but like this, like this wine, and the, the reviews are right. They're like this drinks like 
I think they said like with the structure it like mops the floor with most chatterness or something. It's like yeah, it, it is big and um, but it doesn't it doesn't taste like it, you know, yeah. in terms of like it's not it's, it's not body, no, 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 not at all. It's refined. It's super zippy. It's really high acid. But it, you can tell the alcohol is like kind of high. Not like super high, but kind of high. Mm-hmm. And the tannins are there. It's not. It's nothing like, you know, young Nebbiolo or something. But it's like... Yeah, they're... um, They're like well distributed throughout your mouth. And it has the right combination of acid where you salivate the same amount that your mouth is being dried by the tannin. Yeah. So it, it really is really well balanced and evens out. And then you're like, oh yeah, this is super delicious and it's juicy and it's herbaceous and it's floral and it's minty. It's so good. And I'm like, what about the alcohol? 15%. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like this is a really well-made wine. Gotcha. And um, so people talk about balance. I'm like, oh, high alcohol is, I mean, it can't be balanced. It's like, no, it's just, does it have the acid and the other structure to be able to like uh, account for and justify that alcohol level, I guess. Yeah. So I think it's, I think this wine's delicious. I would, I'm going to get a couple more bottles of this actually. That was really good. It was like, it was less than 20 bucks. Yeah. And um, it was, it's fucking delicious. Like if you gave me the glass, I'd see like how much it was cost. I'd be like, I don't know, like 45. It tastes yeah. like a Chateau Neuf. No, mine was uh, 22 and Nice. I would, you know, I would be happy to age it for like 10 years um, or, yeah, yeah, uh, and just see what happened to it. But also like, yeah, yeah, it, 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 in terms of like a really rich meal that you'd probably be pairing with this anyways, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, like I, I would put this up against, I mean, I don't, I, I, I've never really drunk that many Chateauneufs this young, so I don't know mm-hmm. if they're. There are probably a couple that this is unfair to, but like of the ones I've had, this yeah. could totally go and contend with it. The difference is just in price. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. As far as I can tell. Yeah. Oh man, I love doing um, um, like Chateauneuf or Grenache, I guess GSM brands, Cotillon blends with duck. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's like perfect. Yeah. Like you know, it's one of those things where it's like. It's like if it's don't break if it's if, you know if it's not if it isn't broken don't fucking fix it like if I have a really good steak and I have a nice bottle of Napa Caviar like I'm gonna fucking drink it I'm not gonna be like oh how does like what about this like what about this Pinot from Champagne like I, maybe it's well structured like no like it's just this just goes well and it's like yeah of course there's room to be like uh, adventurous and stuff but at the same time if you just want to do it yeah no it's just all about the like the mood you're in but there are certain like yeah i think that there are wines that suggest certain dishes more than there are dishes that suggest certain wines to me i can see that yeah yeah say it that way because like yeah absolutely i i I, yeah i i think i hold wine more accountable on that spectrum yeah i've i've started to think about it instead of being like oh what wine would i pair with this dish it's like no what do i want to eat yeah yeah and it's 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 kind of a big uh, it's a big difference when you start thinking about it. Yeah, it's weird, but it is like it's a it's a but it's a thing that I think is you know especially if you're spending like it's the problem with like Napa Cab is like if you're spending that kind of money on a bottle of wine, you want to have yeah. something that like will accentuate it. Right. Well, I mean, uh, but some of those are like I remember asking uh, 
my friend Luis, he's, he's a song, he's like, he knows his shit. And uh, I'm like, man, which, like knowing my palate, whatever, like which ones would you recommend? He's like, oh, I think you'd really probably like the um, Corson, you'd like La Coya, and you'd like, you know, so I was mentioning all these ones. And I'm like, cool, they're all like at least $150. Yeah. It's like, I, uh, I'm, hey, if you want to give me a bottle, that would be great. Yeah. But, uh, well, but speaking of which, all right, now we'll, we'll talk about the We'll talk about the song. Maybe. Well, yeah, but the, 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 yeah. I think I put the, that's a good, that's at its core, a good point you make. It's like when you, when you're thinking about like a wine like that, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to be spending that much money on a bottle of wine, you kind of want to pair the meal to it at that point. Cause like, exactly. You, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. But there is something nice also about just being like, yeah, hey, it's a delicious bottle. Like, and especially if it's like the age on it, or like it's not super, it's not like huge or something. Yeah. Uh, and it can be consumed by itself to just be like, all right, let's let's just let's just drink this and hang out. Yeah, I think which I like. A there's lot. this really cool, like, I think there's this really great like recurrence effect that happens where like a wine, like. There's wine that you drink just to get drunk, and then there's wine that you, like, mm-hmm. drink, and you're like, oh, I really want to have this with certain meals. Yeah. And then there's wine that you're like, oh, I could have this by itself. Yeah. And then there's wine past that, which is like, oh, I could have this by itself, but I want to have it with something else because, like, this mm-hmm. will anchor my experience of basically any flavor I have tonight in my head. Right, Going right, right. along with this yeah, wine. Yeah. Like, I can use yeah. this as a template to like hold on to this memory so i want to have something really exceptional right. with it yeah yeah see okay so here's the thing i i i don't know if it's uh know the, the reasoning behind it. i think i might but i don't view like you're saying oh there's just some things you just you drink to wine you drink just to get drunk yeah like i would rather i'd rather just drink like like uh like if i'm gonna drink something to get drunk mm-hmm it's, I mean, obviously, I want to be something that tastes good, but it's going to be, like, a mixed drink. It's going to be, like, a cocktail. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. You know? Yeah. But, because, uh, I don't know, I think it's just, like, wine is something so special to me that it's, like, if I wouldn't want to make something ever, and someone would be like, yeah, no, I got fucked up on that. It was great, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It would be so all hard. All of those, like, I, I think are very much descriptions of like the intention going in like they're not just descriptions of like your experience drinking the wine but i think they also correlate with the intention being made when the wine is made like Mm -hmm. i think i think people basically when they make wine determine where they want it to exist in that realm or in those realms Mm -hmm. and basically and and that's why like i think most people who are really serious about making wine are aiming at that like you can drink it by itself and enjoy it oh yeah and then it's like that beyond that is this really special thing like like i think there's mm-hmm. a lot of wine out there that i think there's a big difference functionally in how wine that is meant to just be consumed with food mm-hmm. like consumed and valued but just consumed is separate from wine yeah. that's meant to be like thought on and those all yeah, exist like yeah and those all exist in basically yeah. the same price point like you know mm-hmm. i don't think there's a difference there but i think there is a very very clear you know, like market of wine out there that's like no this is a this is a vehicle for being drunk and like yeah. if you are interested in it as wine and like you get into wine through it great like that's awesome but like that's mm-hmm. that's a leap that you make after at some point you know being tired of just yeah drinking to get drunk right right yeah 
but yeah, so I think I think Grenache is in that interesting, um, in that interesting sort of in, in between you're talking about, where it can either be because uh, there's there's a ton of bottles yeah. where I, whatever I sold to people and also just personally enjoy, where it's like this is and have described as chuggable. Oh yeah, because they're just delicious. It's like at the right amount of acid, the right amount of tannin, and it's the right amount of like complexity mm-hmm. where it's like. It's delicious, and after three glasses of it or something, you're not. There's still something to get out of it. Yeah. You know, so, it's not like if you just drink three fucking glasses of apple juice in a row. Like, I know what to expect. This is getting old. Yeah. But at least with something like this, or something like a really juicy, delicious Grenache, it's exciting. Yeah. You know. Something that's so cool about, um, you know, uh, uh, Grenache, and part of why I like it so much is that it's just such a workhorse in that sense. Like it is, you know. The way that apple juice is the backbone for, like, any fruit juice concentrate or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. other juice is the base. Because it's either, like, apple or pear or grape juice is, like, the backbone of whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Grenache is like that in the wine world where, like, we're we're really not, like, we could have both gone out and found, like, completely Grenache wines. But the point of Grenache that's so Mm -hmm. cool to me is that it just is this, like, it is this workhorse. Mm -hmm. Like, it it is... it yeah, is the yeah. core of like a team of different flavor expressions and, right. and profile expressions that you get out of all these different um, of these different mm. varietals. It's one of the reasons that I yeah. like. This is so good. Yeah, man. No, it's one of the reasons that I like. Sorry. Grenache is cool to me because it's it's a very it's an inherently holistic grape because when you can grow that, mm-hmm. then you can define your winemaking by what other grapes you're growing around it. So. You're not, oh, okay. you're not just, huh. you know, you're not, if you're, if you're doing like some sort of vineyard designate or Hermitage style thing, and that's mostly Syrah, but like, mm-hmm. I, I think it might just be Syrah, but like in a, in a Grenache right. situation, your, your winemaking is, it's not like the way that people make varietal wines like Pinot Noir or Chardonnay mm-hmm. or even Cab Sauv. It's about like you're making Grenache and then you're using these other wines that you're making along with your Grenache, or even co-fermented with your Grenache to balance mm-hmm. that, like, you know, that entity into into a really complete right. wine. Right. So it's just, it's just a different, you know, it's a different type of, um, because, because that, you know, I don't know how much field blending happens, like, I'm sure there are some places that do it and some places that don't, it's its whole, mm-hmm. its whole thing, but uh, it's it, it, it means that you're not just having to wine make in the cellar, but you're also having to do some of it out in the vineyard where you're like, you know, you're, you're right. tending different types of vines, vines that are going to grow differently throughout the season mm-hmm. with the wine style that you're going to make out of all of it in mind. Right, right. You know how um, the, I forget the name of the wine that you work for in uh, New Zealand, Escarpment? Mm-hmm. Escarpment, yeah. Um, yeah, how he was like, if I could grow anything, it'd be like Nebbiolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there was, I think if I could grow, there, that was the, yeah. the, uh, the guy I actually worked directly under. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I think, uh, I don't know, dude. I feel like, I mean, <sighs> Pinot Chard are definitely, you know, those those have those sort, this sort of like nobility mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. But just, just fucking Grenache is so good. Yeah. That I don't. I feel like a lot. What something that a lot of New World producers get wrong with Grenache. Like a lot of people in in, um, in Washington mm-hmm. are are making like pretty good Grenache, you know, and like roti. Yeah. You, have, have you had their wines? I love I love roti's wines. I've not, but I can guess from their name oh. what they're kind of doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. R O T I E. 
And um, they make really good tonight too, actually. But um, uh, I feel like people here take, and this is going to sound bad, but they take it too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. And they treat it like it's this aristocratic thing. And it's like, no, if you have the large majority of Grenache that's out there, it's just fucking delicious. Just drink it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to contemplate it and extract the fuck out of it and treat it like it's the most important fucking thing in the world. It's just delicious shit to drink. And I would either rather... Actually, no, I take it back before. I would rather make... I would rather uh, make stuff that people were like... Like kind of you're talking about with the, the Rudolfo. Mm-hmm. Um, where people are like, hey, yeah, that's delicious. Yeah. I'd rather either have that... I'd rather have that than, than make some sort of shit that's like... I don't know, like $200 a bottle that only, like, people at 11 Madison Park can order. Yeah. And then have people be like, you know, nobody actually gives a shit about the wine they're there because of the business meeting, and it's, you know, everybody's trying to impress each other, and they're pouring Diet Coke in it to make it taste better. But the, the problem is that wine is much, much easier to make a solvent, solvent business out of. Like, it's it's it much goes, easier exactly. to make yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. that seller happen than it is to right. make wine that's affordable for everyone to drink and it's just really good unless yeah. you happen to be in one of the regions of the world where like it's one of the things that makes the Rhone Valley kind of cool is like they have all of this land and this is like you know the historical idea of winemaking is like you use the land that you can't use for other agriculture um, yeah yeah and then you you fill it with vines and whatever vines work there best is the kind of wine you make and the problem with like right. this this variety so cool. forward like w- wine making philosophy where you're like no I want to grow Pinot Noir so you take Pinot Noir and you right. make it happen on a hillside it's like right. fine you're gonna be the kind of person who talks to me way too much about clonal selections because you're <laughs> you're really really interested in making Pinot happen here and yeah one of the things that you know is is great about old world you know wine regions is that this you know before there was this um like there was this this there it's it's like nationalism like in in the positive sense like it's like it's like this this own ground kind of pride where you're like no we grow this well we're not going to try to do what other people do we do what we do well because it's what grows here and it's it not any and it's you know it's not as problematic as nationalism because it's tied to the physical climactic fact of what plant mm-hmm. actually does succeed in growing there. Mm-hmm. And um, there's one of the, it's like, we just can't, I, I mean, so many of the places where you would grow Grenache in the United States, I guess have been used historically for probably like ranching. I, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Dry. Um, yeah pretty hot you know hill country sparse vegetation hill country, yeah. yeah we just yeah, we also yeah. just don't yeah i don't i don't know but the, the, and then there's, there's also this you know yeah like i don't know where I don't, I don't know where you would grow well i know some of the places that you would grow like grenache and um and syrah and stuff in the u.s like washington's a great example but but yeah people mm-hmm. take it way too seriously it's not like oh no we're growing grenache so that we can get fucking i don't know five tons the acre not worry about it too right. much. Not overthink it. <laughs> yeah. Ferment that shit. Make yeah. wine that's just like our base for other wine. And then we really worry about how we make our Syrah and our, you know, our, our, um, our, uh, Morvedra. And then we take yeah. that and we design a wine out of all of it, you know? 
Right. I assume we both moved to Texas and just plant a bunch of GSM shit. I mean, that's literally what the, the Texas wine industry was like. That's the, the people who are doing the best job down there. That's what they're doing. I thought they were just, I thought they were doing like Tempranillo. Oh, no, you're, you're right. Yeah, too? I guess you're right. Yeah, they're growing like, uh, no, but I mean, they're growing like big amounts of these like oh, friendly varietals yeah, yeah. that are, you know, right. friendly to the ground that they're growing them in. But they're doing like a right, lot. Right. At least is my understanding. Mm-hmm. They're just making a lot of these things. Yeah. I want to go down there and try some of that stuff. I wonder if they're weird, like, they're like Pennsylvania where you can't really find the stuff out of the state. I'm, Same sort of stuff with Texas. I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of wineries. No, there are. There are. They're the first, My first vintage, I was living with a guy who was from Texas and he'd been working in the wine industry. All <laughs> <laughs> <I> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. The guy but, who, yeah, so the guy who just got be... out of jail one night. <laughs> But the guy who FaceTimed you from the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was laughing at, that particular yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, I mean, that, that's the kind of place where, uh, like, it would be sweet to be, like, a wine club member, you know? Yeah. Where you just get, like, a case of wine for, like, I don't know, fucking next to nothing. And it's just, like, delicious shit to drink. Yeah. And, uh... That's how, like... It just doesn't really matter. That's what I've heard you about, know, um... Like Idaho Tempranillo, I want to go to Idaho. Yeah, I've heard a bunch yeah. about Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, they grow. They grow in Oregon. They grow Grenache down in the like Rogue River, and I think some up in the Columbia River Gorge. But mm. yeah, yeah. They also do Syrah up there. But yeah, you know, you... There an, there's an AVA that that uh, overlaps. Was it Rattlesnake? Oh, uh, maybe. Or no, it was Applegate. Fuck, there's one of those again. Hypothetically speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody would have known those things. Uh, I think it's something like it's either rattlesnake or I think it's rattlesnake. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, I've heard a bunch of shit about it. Snake River Valley. I've never been there. I heard it's beautiful. But um, I mean, you're right there. You should go. I mean, not right now. Um, But yeah, I think yeah, Rattlesnake Hills ABA. Um, Tom is the particular wine, wine region that um, you just was, cut out on me for a second. Oh no, that, yeah. so Snake River Valley, uh, Snake River. Yeah. That's what the fuck it is. Yeah, that's yeah. out in Rattle Eastern Snakes Oregon, in, uh, yeah, Washington. It's on, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. And what are they growing there mostly? Uh, good question. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. <laughs> Time to. Look it up. Look it up. Um, yeah, I'm looking on Wikipedia and say, uh, let's see. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, Viognier, Riesling, and Syrah. Come on, man. You got to branch out. Yeah. I, I, I'm i sure there's some uh, Tempranillo out there, though. Yeah. I mean, anywhere that grows like Cab and Sauvignon, I'm like, come on. Just fucking... Just no, man. I don't think they're growing. They're just growing Cabernet Sauvignon. I don't think they're doing Sauv Blanc. Oh, they're doing Sauv Blanc. Nah. At least a Cabernet Sauv Blanc. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Like, like oh, Napa Sauv Blanc. Oh. Napa Sauv Blanc. I've never had one where I'm like, fuck, this is really good. Yeah. It's just like sort of chalky and washed out. 
like yeah, and like bell way peppery. too ripe or yeah, like yeah. some place. I mean, the, the fume blanc is when everybody puts oak on it. It's like it's just no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, you no, want no, there no. to be like acid, like a maniac in Subblanc. Totally, totally. But at the same time, like Dagonau uses uh, oak. I mean, I don't think it's new. No, oak. they use oh, oak, but I would, I would be yeah. very surprised if they weren't picking pretty early and like, you know. Oh, I'm sure. Very, yeah, very, yeah. very, 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 very slick. Oh man, I want to try those ones so bad. Gonna have to wait, but uh, yeah, that's why people yeah, no, need to this, listen to this, this uh, so we can become rich and buy irresponsible wines. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I may already, I may or may not have already bought irresponsible wines. Ooh, my God! No, I didn't. I didn't buy the salon. Oh, damn it! I didn't buy the salon. Yeah, I'm talking about that now. Oh, there's. Uh, Good God! So of the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, um. This makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> someone's someone's like fucking math is just trash. Um, so in the Snake River Valley, Cabernet Sauvignon accounts for thirty six point one nine percent of the acreage. But that's okay. not right because like the rest of it all amounts to less than uh, maybe twenty five percent. Like some part of the math on this website is just wrong. Oh, nice. no, sorry. Sorry, I did not see the right thing. They Their pie chart is the thing that's me- messed up. My bad. Mm. Known varietals. Cabernet Sauvignon uh, accounts for 36%. Then Chardonnay accounts gotcha. for basically 7%. Vignet for 2 mm-hmm. Riesling for almost 2 And then Syrah. Unknown plantings accounts for 51%. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Grenache accounts for 0% and there are 0.0 acres of it. <laughs> nice. But it is listed. We don't know what any of this shit is, but it sure as fuck is not Grenache. So. <laughs> or any of these other wines. It. It's actually all <laughs> Pinot Noir. <laughs> yeah, they're making amazing Pinot Noir. Yeah, no, no idea they're doing it, but you know. No, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, so I've had, I mean, yeah, I've had a couple. I mean, I've had a couple neural Grenaches, ones from, I don't think I've had any from, maybe I've had like one or two from California that I were not remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, like I, I cannot remark on them because I don't remember them. Nice. And haven't had any from Oregon, mm-hmm. but a couple from Washington I did like. Yeah. One of which was from Roti. Um, I've had a couple but, good Oregon Grenaches, honestly. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Um, Demio Four's Grenache, I think, is actually quite good. Yeah, mm. well, I don't think I tried it when I was there. No, it's it's a it's a very solid wine. I think they do mm. they do a they do a Tempranillo Syrah and I think Grenache blend. Mm. I think. Well, I tried this with the. Yeah, I remember trying the trying that Tempranillo. Yeah, they do a lot of Tempranillos. Like their Tempranillos. Yeah, really yeah. Uh, and Tempranillo yeah. and Grenache uh, going together is. Uh, important to Rioja, which we will probably cover at some point. So Nice. Just a fun preview there. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Preview. Foreshadowing. Man, I'm really good at the the mixing in this. You know, like the, all the echo yeah. effect. It's like, it's why really didn't it? Foreshadow. That's foreshadow, foreshadow. That's so good. Foreshadow, Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, I've had a bunch of newer ones, but honestly, like nothing really has really 
compared to the stuff that I've had from the old world. Um, not saying it can't be done, but it's just first of all, I mean, you can't find one that's less than like thirty dollars, which is insane. No, yeah. And because it because it is the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, you get five tons per acre, and just just make it delicious. Well, it's funny because like it, do, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not pretentious. Co-ferment it with a bunch of shit if you want. Like it's, I feel like it's the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, we just planted a bunch of shit and we harvest however much we want. We just do. We put it in the fucking thing. And then we, we ferment it, and then we put it in a barrel for a year, and then we take it out and put it in the bottle, and it's, like, magically delicious. Yeah. You know? Well... It's, like, the kind of person, or the kind of, like, cook, you know, who's just, like, like, I don't know how I do it, I just do it, you know? Like, how long do you cook it for? I don't know, until it's done. You know, like, sure, God. kind of stuff really helps. Yeah. <laughs> it's like talking to someone about music, and they have perfect pitch, and you're just like... Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. I don't know how to... Yep. You're just better at this than me. Um. Yeah. I think people, the, the other main thing is that, like, presiding wisdom about gr- growing Grenache is not something I'm aware of in the States. Like, people just don't spend time, mm. you know, studying how to grow it at, that right. I know of, and I don't I don't know the people mm-hmm. who are growing it, um, Yeah, because none of them are growing it around here. So part of the problem is, you know... I, I don't think there's as much interest in it. There's not as much funding put into figuring out how to grow it in the new world. Mm. And then there's not... Because um, you need research for all that stuff. Like, you need dollars being paid to yeah, scientists yeah. to study it. And then right. the other part of it is, like, so many people who are making it are bu- are contracting out from farms. So they're not really involved in the farming at all, which I think, again, mm. circles back to not all that much research gets done or not all that much, you know, winemaker-driven... Yeah infrastructure on the vineyard side happens like people who farm and grow their own farm and farm their own ground and then make their own wine are rare enough but then people who Mm -hmm. you know people who make wine consistently and closely with with a vineyard long enough end up you know wanting to be involved in or wanting to know about it and caring a lot about it and if you're just if you're if you're too many miles away you're just not going to go to that vineyard you're not going to have a relationship with the vineyard manager you're not going to you know you're not going to be checking in on you know on the stuff that you care about and Mm -hmm. and you know that then it just becomes then it just becomes farming and your relationship isn't really more complicated than that of like a supermarket as opposed to like you know the chef analogy if you're a chef who's doing a really really like high quality thing you really really care where your where your raw materials are coming from yeah you yeah, have yeah. very close connections with either your distributors or hopefully the person who's actually you know directly supplying it so mm-hmm. the same kind of thing can happen with wine i think especially with varietals like that in regions like this like i think it's different up in washington yeah. but certainly in oregon hmm. yeah yeah and then the places yeah, that are doing a really good job of it and growing it themselves know a lot about it. Their tasting rooms are mm-hmm. impossible to find, and you know we we haven't tried their wines right. because they're just not you know they're not the right. ones that we're going to buy off the shelf because of like right right because of the generalization I just made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Perfect. Uh, yeah. No, dude. This is uh, wait, what was the, I don't remember what was the producer of your wine Chateau. De Montfaucon, uh, M O N T F A U C O N. It's their Baron Louis, um, 2014. Baron Louis 2014. 
Nice, here we go. Stylish with a perfumed mix of raspberry, cassis, bergamot. What the fuck kind of tea is that? I don't know. Ooh, we got to do a whole episode about about wine critics. Wine description. Yeah. Well, we got to get the we got to yeah. get this Instagram up and running. I'll work Ooh, on we that. Got to get that. Yeah. Got to get that I'll brand that going. Tomorrow That's gonna be so good. That's like really that. exciting. I was honestly thinking about that being like stunning, <laughs> and then give it like a six out of ten. Yeah. Or like no 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 my favorite is like perfection and they give it ninety seven points yeah like, you know what perfection means yeah. right yeah yeah <laughs> just want to clarify here and then right next to it somebody was like it was pretty good ninety eight <laughs> yeah yeah what? oh man yeah yep uh, I need to start gramming I need to I need to get good at these things that gram are you still doing those illustrations I haven't been um I got mm, spurred towards it a little bit the other night I, like wanted you mean the like little comic things i was doing on my instagram yeah, yeah. yeah. before i deleted mine i had seen you had, you had done a couple of those were pretty funny. um i uh i stopped i just fell off the wagon with it um but the other night i've uh followed this cartoonist that uh there's this person i follow on instagram and i, I like her art a lot she goes by hyena hall and then a, a fellow uh-huh. that she's done collaborations with whose name i think his name is josh Byer. it's escaping me at the moment but He's like a mm-hmm. cartoon, like he, you know, he's a, like a freelance cartoonist who does like cool art. Um, and he followed, or I followed him, and then he followed me back and like liked three of my pictures. And I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. this person who like I actually think of is you know like a a person who does this. Um, you know, took a moment to look at a thing I made. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know, <laughs> never feel with wine. Like honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I've never, I've never had that moment of just like, oh, I'm, I'm so touched. Yeah, Josh, Josh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude, this wine is so fucking good. I just keep no, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this bottle that I'm drinking. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of oh. cruising through it. Honestly, probably gonna have a headache yeah. in the morning. But... Oh yeah, no, I definitely want to um, get a couple bottles of this. I, I mean, at least two. And then just put them away. And open one in like five years, and open one in like ten. You know. Because the kind of thing is, if it's like, I don't know, what, 17 bucks or something, it's like, all right, just assume it's a loss. Assume that you open it in 15 years and it's going to be garbage. Yeah. But then when you open it in 15 years and it's glorious, you're like, oh my god, this is so worth it. Huzzah! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huzzah. Oh man, I, I like. Yeah. Um, I just like this kind of wine so much. Like it's so unpretentious. Yeah. It's just good, and it's what is that in the background? That is a dog drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, she just got embarrassed. It's unpretentious. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't mean to shame her. Uh, she was just like, "Oh, what's what's he laughing at?" Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're laughing at me. Oh, that son of a bitch. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Um, yeah, no, it's it's just not, it's not, it's not trying to not be, like, that's what's so cool about Grenache. It's, it, it, it's, it, 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 it is the core, it, it is the, um, when it's not the majority, it's the plurality of a core of a wine. Like, there's stuff 
mm-hmm. else to it that you need and that that elevates it but it is just this chassis on which you know yeah this really beautiful um car is built or whatever wherever we're talking about whatever whatever however we're taking this journey it's just part of it and it makes me happy (laughs) referring to grenache as a chassis is pretty fantastic (laughs) yes because it it makes a lot of sense you know and uh we call we call grenache the chassis Sorrel the suspension we'll call we'll call morvedra the engine (laughs) yep Yep. yep. Vroom vroom, Bucko. <laughs> vroom vroom. Dude, I'm just looking online like seller <laughs> so, seller tra- tracker can be a pretty useful site. Uh-huh. But then sometimes you get a a review like this. T Ward wrote, I tried this over several nights over a couple of weeks <laughs> and it never really worked out. <laughs> Simple and fruity slash grapey. Not bad. Good enough. What, wait. I quickly skimmed over TN's and saw a mention of cassoulet. I'll bet that's a good call. I can see some potential here to take on some tertiary notes in a couple of years. If things go well, it could get somewhere nice, but I wouldn't bet on it. For now, a good, if simple, fruit-driven wine. Mm. I love it when you hear someone say, I don't understand what this is about. I don't enjoy stuff. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah. I tried this over several nights over a couple of weeks. What are you talking about? Is it the same bottle? <laughs> if it's three weeks old, of course also, it's not going to be as I good wanna, as when you open it. I want him to be saying, like, I opened 14 bottles of this wine and I was disappointed <laughs> time and time and time again. And time again. I mean, it only got an 82. Here I got one. Northcraft wrote, bland, disappointing, may need additional time to open up, good fruit-forward nose, but too tight, so it doesn't add to overall flavor. It's like... Mm. Oh, is this yours? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, nice. Um, clean with some freshness and a touch of minerality and a little bit of a longer finish. Nice. Okay, so wait, so that one I just read, right? Yeah. The disappointing one, mm-hmm. eighty-two points. This one, eighty points, right? Great nose, medium body. Had it with Cassoulet. Oh, that sounds like a great review. Yeah. Why is that worse than the one before? T Ward, you know. I don't. That, I don't know. Because because everything is arbitrary. You know what's weird? Certain ones. I think good Grenache. Oh God! Wait, can I give you one? Is I. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say one particular one, but I'll look at Oh, uh, so eighty-nine points. Pichaug likes yep. this wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> needs to breathe, preferably at least a couple of hours to show its worth. <laughs> As if that wine is just its servant. Yeah. It's a twenty-two dollar <laughs> bottle of wine. <laughs> oh my if I don't God, taste twenty-two dollars, really <laughs> I will. I will remand you to time out for two hours. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine taking you back to the store and being like, "Taste this wine," and you're like, "Okay," and then like, "Open your mouth, hold out your tongue," and he just puts twenty-two dollars in the person's mouth. Like, does that taste like twenty-two dollars to you? Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, but what I was gonna say is. This one, I think it happened with Grenache, is like, did you ever, um, I mean, I know you did, but when you were younger, you just have like a, like a fruit popsicle or something, mm-hmm. and you know the flavor of, like, the, the popsicle stick yeah. after the, the, you're done, yeah. whenever, so it's like, 
if I have a sip of wine or something, and then after, I don't know, even 30 seconds or whatever, mm-hmm. after the, after I've taken that sip and I smell it, and I exhale like this, like I close my mouth, exhale at my nose, then I'll get that sort of smell mm-hmm. or taste or whatever. And I love it. I think it's fucking delicious. Yes. You were and, just a tiny uh, alcoholic. <laughs> I was just a tiny, I was like, damn, I can't wait to consume alcohol that resembles this in some way. I want to get back to this level of joy. Yeah. I'm a child with a popsicle. Yep. Things aren't going mm-hmm. up from here. When, <laughs> when you realize that, like, like <laughs> that, like, Proust's Madelines were just always just soaked in, like, <laughs> Grand Monnier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I get it now. I get it now. I get it now. Fuck yeah, man. No, but this wine keeps, it keeps getting that, like, it keeps evolving in the sense where now it's got this, like, mm, uh, I don't want to say, like, smoked meatiness, because... Smeatiness. I mean, there's a, a smeatiness. It's got that smegma meatiness. I mean, that's definitely something that, like, older co- uh, uh, Chateau Neuf de Pops will, like, they get that weird, yeah, yeah. you know, that weird, meaty, like, aged meat, like... It's, it sounds weird, okay, but imagine a piece of smoked meat, mm-hmm. right? Like, ooh, like you go to, like, I don't know. Like a wet market? Memphis, or, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now imagine a good smoked meat, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Just del- delicious, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but then there's a, there's a, there's a, wom- there's an, a woman wearing old lady perfume. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like 50 yards away. Yeah. <laughs> So you can just smell a little bit yep. of it. That's this, and it smells very good. Yeah. So somehow that combination, you're like, huh? That's oh, it's a very that's strange. It's a, it's a very like, it's a very pheromonal set of smells. Like it feels, it mm-hmm. feels very like, it feels like you're smelling. I mean, like that's one. Of, it's one of the things I like about Chateauneuf du Pop is it, it smells like you're smelling sweaty people. Like. <laughs> yeah, and there is this very like hedonistic. Yeah, it's just got the, sort of yeah. uh, delicious and um, pleasurable experience about it. Yeah, even if it's subconscious. Yeah, no, I... but no, Grenache is Grenache is uh, it's up there. I mean, I would say it's I would say it's easily the most fun grape for me, at least. Um. I think I can get on board with that statement. Um, yeah. It's it's so fun. Yeah. No, it's... Because it, it, I love Grenache for how, in addition to all the other things we've been saying about how much we love Grenache, I love, um, like, so many wine regions. It's the core of, like, the wine regions exist mm-hmm. because of this grape. And we're, right. we're drinking one very specific expression of it. We should definitely do Rioja soon. And talk about that because like yeah. that's a yeah. very different expression of it that's that's much more yeah. like fruity. Yeah. Like it's it, it the the the, yeah. the ooh the like floral you would... floral like color tones that come along with yeah, Rioja yeah. are very different than mm-hmm. Cote de Rhone. Like you could do that and I could do a pre rot because that's like also Spain, also Grenache, but very Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Very different. 
Free Rock's like super scorched earth, like just huge. You're like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it can yeah, do yeah. that too. Like, because Tempranillo's yeah, like, it's it's really versatile. Like Rioja with Tempranillo being involved in stuff, it's like a midpoint between I would say Cote de Rhone, something like that. Like Cote de Rhone, yeah, yeah, more lean. Relatively yeah, more because yeah. it's like mine's a good example because it has the you know it has uh, fucking Cinso and um, and Carignan mm-hmm. in it. I'm sure, yeah, as Cinso yeah. uh, at least is not that heavy. I love Cinso. Yeah. I haven't drunk much Carignan I think by itself, but I've had a couple Cinsos. They're really good. Oh, I love Carignan too. 